Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Score! The Cards win! The Cards win! They walk them off! The Cards win! And they see new life here in Omaha. You're listening to the 3rd and Central Podcast. Powered by the State of Louisville. Now, here's Matt McGavick. Once again, everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Third and Central Podcast, your Louisville baseball exclusive podcast on the State of Louisville Network. And I've got a very special guest with us. We've had a couple guests so far, and this time we've had another another member of the 2019 World Series team. Today we've got outfielder Zach Britton. He was taken in the 2019 Major League Draft fifth round by the Toronto Blue Jays. He had, he had a pretty solid career. He was a career 280 uh, batter at Louisville in the, the short season season in uh, 2019 he hit uh, 322 home run 12 rbi and a division one best 11 doubles so them you know the man's got a got a power bat and he developed a reputation as one of the team's uh more clutch hitters especially whether he was inserted in a pitch hitter or just late game situation he was that dude but i'll stop talking i'll go ahead and uh, let him take the floor zach how you doing today man good man uh doing really good and glad to be on here for sure and talk some little baseball today it's always good to have former players gone, come on, come on and talk shop a little bit. So, uh, how how has life been since getting uh, drafted by Toronto? Like outside of the actual games part, because it was a little bit late getting uh, getting started with that. How has your uh, minor league career gone so far? Good. Um, I think for a lot of guys, last year is a little more uneventful than we wanted it to be. Um, I did get to go down to instructs in the fall, which was good, and got to play some games then. Um, but no, spring training has been really good and it's been nice to get back on the field. And I think we're all just happy that we're playing and, um, you know, playing the sport that we love and playing other teams now. So it's good. So how was your introduction into minor league uh, different from others? Obviously there was COVID and whatnot, but obviously coming up from uh, in your time in Louisville, you've been around several professional guys and they obviously trying to explain to you as much as they can, how, what to expect when you, when you do get drafted and going up to the farm system. But uh, how, how was that different like from what you heard from them? Because obviously this past year when you were drafted, you didn't have, you didn't go straight into, you know, short season or something like that. You were just kind of on standstill kind of waiting well, what the heck's going to go? So what what was that whole process like? Um, so right when I got drafted, um, I went to Florida a couple days after, uh, maybe two, three days after to sign and everything. And I do fill out all the documentation and all that stuff. And then as soon as I did that, as soon as I got my physicals, I was sent back home. And that was that. And we pretty much waited to hear what the next step was. And um, 
like I said, I got to go to Instructs, but that wasn't until, you know, three, four months after I got drafted. So, yeah, that was that was the biggest difference was there wasn't any games right after you played. Like, usually right. you're playing games 10 days after you sign or five days after you sign, but it wasn't like that for for all of us unless you get to go to the alt site. So, yeah, it was, it was quite different. How many games have you played so far? Um, probably 10. That's it. And I asked this question to uh, uh, Nick Bennett and Jake Snyder when we had them on. I, it's probably not going to get the same type of, you know, f- uh, comical answer I got from them. But what has been your favorite story or moment so far from your short minor league career? Because I know when I asked uh, Nick this, he he said that during a game, the sprinkler system came on. But uh, I, I doubt that uh, you've had something similar like that happen this earlier in, in your career. But then again, you, you know, it's the minors. Anything can happen. Yeah. Um, one of the dudes that I was playing with just had forgotten his cleats um, at the field and somebody had an extra pair. But I mean, this it's a little different. That usually never happens because like, how do you forget your cleats? But <laughs> I remember uh, actually saying like, or thinking in my head, like, I can't imagine what it would have been like if I would have left my cleats like at the hotel if I was playing at Louisville like that, it was like one of my first games. And I was, yeah. Oh, C- coach Mack would have reamed you out. Oh yeah. But I would have, I would have tried to never let him find out that I would have lost my cleats or something. Yeah. No, no question about that. And so um, you, you kind of mentioned the alt side a little bit and with this past season, uh, they, they set up a lot of their uh, picks and prospects from the previous draft kind of got a little bit of a taste there on the alt side or in extended spring training and whatnot uh has there been uh, now before i ask this question what are you still in rookie ball right now with a gcl no no i, I won't be going to the gcl i'm either going to high air or lower high air or low air. okay so with several top picks and prospects from this past uh draft class already getting a taste of the maybe not the major league level per se, but close to it, like at the all, all training site or, you know, spring training and whatnot. Have there been any early preliminary talks about, you know, already uh, getting a call up or an extended role at the alt training site? Uh, not for me individually, because they, they kind of have me mapped out and what they want me to do. And that's already been kind of expressed to me. So that's what I've been focused on, but it has been good for a lot of guys. Um, that are that are good good prospects and that have been in the organization for a couple of years and haven't got the chance to break through uh the all sites kind of let some guys go and develop every day against other really talented dudes and um it's been good for them and like you saw last year a bunch of guys were able to debut that were kind of knocking on the door and it was really right career. you kind of mentioned how uh toronto uh had a map and plan out for you uh, what what do they have planned for you um they have plans for me to for to catch a little bit and um still play outfield too so as of late I've been working hard defensively on on the catching side and getting back there and getting back acclimated to that and um yeah it just it depends on how I do with it and depends on how I play obviously but hopefully I'll I'll move up quick and the the more experience I have the better do you have a preference outfield or catcher or just however you see the field yeah, just whenever I can get on the field, it's, it's good. And you, and you played DH a little bit at Louisville at, at some point. Is there any talk about that, or are you just going to be exclusively in the field from now on? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll DH too. I think it'll be good after I after I catch a few games a week. Um, 
to DH some, give my body a break. But yeah, just at Louisville, the the outfield was so packed, and the infield and and behind the play was so packed that you know we have to have our hitters in there. So DH was a good spot for me for guys like me. And now you see it with guys like Rushing and uh, Trey Leonard and and guys like that who need to play and need their bat in the lineup, and it's been good for them and. It was good for me and like Oriente and, and all of us. So, well, it sounds like Toronto's got you in good hands and has a great plan mapped out for you. Hopefully, everything can come to fruition there. Now, I want to uh, transition and talk to a little bit about your uh, career at Louisville. Um, during this whole process, going through the draft and whatnot, this and in your final year or two at Louisville, or just your Louisville career in general, who was your uh, your biggest mentor uh, or influence? Uh, both at Louisville and since you started your uh, professional career? Mm, I'll probably say Logan Wyatt, for sure. Mm. Uh, Me and him got to be pretty pretty, uh, close my freshman and sophomore year. Um, Sorry. No, you're fine. And, uh, yeah, we got to to be pretty close. And, you know, he was always helping me with things on and off the field. And um, he was definitely a guy I looked at and looked up to and could learn a lot from. Um, like I said, both on and off the field for sure. Do you, do you, uh, you got like you, him and guys like Tyler Fitz still like communicate fairly regularly and trying to keep each other up still, or things of, of that nature? Yeah, for sure. I still, we still text each other. And, um, like if I have a, a question or if he has something he's thinking on, he'll, uh, he'll text me or I'll text him. Yeah. Have you had an opportunity to, um, uh, I know you've only played 10 games so far, but you have, have you had an opportunity to maybe face someone, you know, maybe not at Louisville, but just someone growing up playing baseball. Have you uh, ran into anyone, you you know? Yeah. So we just played yesterday and we faced Adam Wolf. Um, oh, wow. First three innings. Yeah, it was awesome. So did, uh, now here comes the important question. Well, what was the uh, result of your plate appearance? Uh, I didn't, I didn't get to face him. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> We uh we had played a couple days in a row, and I got the back half of the game, and he started. So, unfortunately, I didn't get to face him, but I got to talk to him mm-hmm. after the start and uh, catch up with him a little, a little bit, which was good. That's good. So, uh, what do you think would have happened? Because, I mean, you're a good hitter, but he's a good pitcher too. What What do you think there? Uh, I would have got a hit for sure. There, that's that's what I thought. That's what that's the that's the confidence I like to hear. All right. <laughs> So uh, g- going back to the uh, your 2019 uh, season uh, during the College World Series run, uh, is there a moment during that whole postseason that stands out above the rest, at least uh, from your standpoint or from the teams in general? I know probably the first thing that comes to mind for you is going to be the walk-off against Mississippi State, but is there anything else uh, noteworthy, uh, whether it's in-game or behind the scenes or not? Um, yeah, I mean, my favorite part of that postseason was – Obviously, the Illinois State games were were good, and um, I had a couple couple late hits in those games. But um, now my favorite part was the uh, the IU game mm. when McAveen got tossed. Um, yep. so I'm saying, you, yeah, you guys were pretty fired up after that one. Yeah, that was crazy, um, and and that's what we needed too. Like we needed something to kind of to bring us all closer together in that moment and once that happened and we kind of got in a little scuffle there then it was like okay we're we're not losing um and like you saw what happened we we went out and we beat Illinois State pretty hard we had some big late hits and the the next day went to the super crushed ECU and 
you know, it was it was what it was after that. But no, that IU game was definitely a turning point for sure. Uh, th- this might be a little bit of a tricky question, but looking back at your uh, career at Louisville, is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Oh, yeah, for sure. My freshman year, I would have tried <laughs> to not put so much pressure on myself internally um, and not sped the game up on myself. I think that's the biggest thing a lot of young guys do, especially early in the season is just they try to put too much pressure on themselves and they make the game harder than it needs to be. So that was, that was definitely um, my biggest problem. When I, when I first got into the program, I was just trying to do, do way too much and not trusting my ability. Is that something you've kind of communicated to some of the younger guys in the program now, or do you have that much communication with some of the members on this team? Um, yeah, definitely all the guys that I've played with, I would talk to at any time or, whatever but I uh I talked to Dalton rushing a couple of weeks ago before at UVA and I was just like hey man been in your spot before I was just like trusting your ability work hard every day and like in practice get better use it as a time to get better because he wasn't playing much and then a week later he's in the lineup hits a home run next day later hits another home run like yep. in, that's how it happens you you just got to take advantage of every opportunity and and get better every practice and get better every day. Like coach Mack has always said since, since we got there. Um, so no, but I, I talked to a bunch of guys like Lucas Don and Ben Bianco, who I came in there with and a bunch of the guys that came in there with, I still talk to from, a, from day to day. You heard it here, guys. The reason that Dalton rushing is turning a corner is because of this man right here. That's why if he goes on a, a just a late season tear, we might have to bring you back on again just to maybe invite some more refreshment guys just to, you know, get that confidence and energy going because you uh, never you, know. You, you can't give that credit to me. He's a uh, <laughs> good, good player, so that's on him. Yeah, he, he's a very good player. And uh, kind of speaking about this team, have you had a chance to watch uh, much of this team this year? Yeah, all the time. We've, uh, we're have we kind of, you know, not in a bubble, but we're pretty restricted on what we can and can't do. So Kind of like a pseudo bubble? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, almost every every game in the past couple of weeks I've been watching. And, um, I like what I see for sure. Yeah, and what what's your uh, your take on this team? This this team has plenty of potential, and uh, it's been at times a little bit of a roller coaster. And in the beginning of the season, the hitters kind of struggled to hit with runners in scoring position. That seems to have gotten fixed, and the pitching staff has just been decimated by injuries. I mean, ha- half the staff, especially the bullpen, is just is currently battling some sort of ailment or something else behind the scenes. But the potential is there for this team to make a deep postseason run and potentially get to Omaha for a sixth time. Uh, What is your stance on this team and what kind of damage they could potentially do uh, for the postseason? Because that's what we, what uh, Matt and I talked about mainly about this episode was setting up for the postseason and what they can do, but what they have to be set up for. So what do you think this team can accomplish? You know, what what I like about them, and I think, first off, I think they're really, really talented. I think everybody that runs out there is talented, if you go to Louisville, obviously. Right. But um, yeah, I think what the team has that a lot of teams in the past haven't, have, haven't had is a lot of their young guys have already pitched in high-leverage situations. Um, you know, hopefully you want to see your big, like, big arms on the weekend come back and get healthy, which will be – Huge. Um, I have a lot of guys I heard that 
will come back and it'd be healthy towards the postseason. But just the, the young guys have been coming out of the pen and they're throwing with conviction. And that's what you need to be able to do to win. Your defense, defense needs to be able to play cleanly and your young arms got to be able to come in and throw strikes and pound the ball in the zone. And uh, what were some of those uh, late regular season uh, ACC series, like kind of like the ones we're in now when you're still jockeying for a position within the conference and trying to set you set yourself up for a good seed nationally to uh, potentially be in line for hosting a regional and maybe even a super? What, what was the, the daily grind like at that point in the season? That, that was probably the best time in the year. Um, I think most guys would attest to that, but. Um, once that time of the year hit when school's getting close to being out or school's out and you pretty much got the day to do what you want and then you go to the field and you know you hit practice hard or if you got a game that day you hit the game hard whatever it is that was the best time of the year for us and for me um, you know it's, it's something that you look forward to every single every single year once the season starts. The weather's nice. A lot of people come to the games. It's It makes it a lot easier to play and practice during that time of year for sure. The weather's starting to nice. We just have to make sure it's actually, you know, a warm temperature because here in Louisville, it's been 30s and 40s the last couple of days. It's not exactly a stellar baseball weather there, but it'll, it'll eventually get warmer. Uh, but anyways, thank, once again, former Louisville outfielder catcher Zach Britton currently yeah. in the Toronto Blue Jays organization. Uh, you're at hot. You're going to be in high A, correct? Is that what, That's what you said, right? Uh, possibly. I'm not really sure yet. Gotcha. But regardless, it sounds like it sounds like Toronto's got you in great hands there, and hopefully we'll be making your uh, appearance at the Rogers Center sooner rather than later. Once again, Zach Britton, this has been another Third and Central podcast. Thanks again for coming on, and thanks again for listening, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.